Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thanks so very much for tuning in today. What a blessing to be together on this first full week of December, and we are honored to be with you. As I have stated last week, as we go through the days of December in our daily radio program, we're going to be sharing with you some great uh, stories behind the great songs we sing at this time of year, the wonderful Christmas carols and hymns that we sing during this season. We don't want to forget where they came from. Many of them are centuries year old. As a matter of fact, the one I'm going to share with you today is real close in, I'm going to say it's tied with uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel for the oldest of the Christmas carols. We don't know for sure, but certainly has some things that lets us know it was sung very close after the first century church uh, came into existence, of course, after the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and the church was born on Pentecost. Hallelujah. Well, uh, just a wonderful thought that this song could be within that first 100 to 200 years after the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm looking forward to just sharing some of that truth with you here in just a moment. And uh, let me say how we are grateful that you are here. Please write to us, call us, email us, visit our website, antiochbristol.com, and you can visit our podcast as well. If you missed one of the episodes, then definitely you'll want to go back and pick that up on the podcast. So however you get in touch with us and listen to us and then Email us, call us, write us. We certainly would love to hear from you. Also would mention to you that our service is now every Sunday morning at 10, Sunday morning at 11. We live stream that service, and then Sunday evenings at 5 o'clock. You want to be part of that. Sunday evening at 5, a very special service. We are doing our very best to run interference between the devil and his attack on our young people, on on children and on youth, and how Satan is so filling their minds. I'm telling you, that is our plan on Sunday nights. And I've spent many years of my more than 40 years ministry counseling people and counseling individuals that had all kinds of addictions, whether it's drugs, alcohol, pornography, uh, marriage counseling as well. And we are dealing with many things that we know are truths that will help individuals on Sunday night services. We want you to be part of that Sunday night at 5 o'clock, Sunday evenings at 5, right here at Antioch Baptist Church. So a visit with us in any and all of our services. Wednesday nights at 7, of course, is our prayer meeting time. Well, you know what, my friend, I was thinking of the fact that in this particular period of time, in this season that we're in, uh, more people's minds are turned to the divine, we're turned to the spiritual life that we have, and we know that God gave His only begotten Son. We know that the Lord Jesus came into this world, and we experience that uh, particular feeling, and can we say those emotions are higher at this time of year, but don't forget 
Your spiritual life comes from God the Holy Ghost. Yes, He's the one that gives us life eternal. He is eternal life. Remember what Jesus said to Martha and Mary? I am eternal life. He that cometh unto the Father, he says, we have to come through him. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He is eternal life. So spiritual life comes from the Holy Spirit. Now, your parents may have given you your particular genes that are in your body, uh, but God gives us his grace. Can I say he imparts his life to us? And we forget that, but don't forget that during this season, particularly at this season, is that God became flesh. Can I say, He gave us His grace in human form to impart to us eternal, everlasting life, the very person of God living in us by His Holy Spirit. He came so that you and I could become believers And every believer has God the Holy Ghost dwelling in them, and God the Holy Ghost gives them the marvelous person of Christ in their own bodies. Hallelujah. You see, God has taken charge of us when you have received Jesus as your Savior. And He's not left us alone, by the way. Many think we're just adrift on the sea of life. Yet, that cannot be so when you belong to Jesus. We can't control all that happened before us as far as our forefathers are concerned, nor can we control how our forefathers responded to God, but I can control the way I respond to Him. The past does not have to be my prison. The past does not have to control me, nor does it have to control you. You see, you have a choice to make. I have a choice to make. I have a voice in my destiny. Many feel as if they don't. They think they're destined for thus and so, and therefore they have no choice. No, no, my friend. You have a voice. You have a choice to make. Life is full of choices. I hope you've made one for Jesus Christ. Make one during this season particularly that you're going to fall more in love with Jesus than ever before. You want him to have more of control in your life than ever before. And when you have life in Christ, you have true life. You have life eternal, everlasting. And you make a choice for that path. You do that. I cannot force you to do it. I can't force you to come to church, to go to church. If you've got a good Bible-believing church, yet you rarely darken the doors. I encourage you, get in there. You need that church. You need that. Make your choices. Choose them well. Someday, generations from now, your grandchildren, maybe great-grandchildren, maybe your children will thank God for the way that grandma and grandpa lived and the seeds that you sowed and for their, uh, their forefathers and the heritage they have. You see, you can make that choice now what affects the rest of your life. Please make that very choice. Do it at this particular time of year as well. Well, as I mentioned earlier in the program here, one of the oldest Christmas carols we sing, Angels We Have Heard on High. Uh, No doubt, very likely within the second century or third, much of this uh, song, I think, was being sung even then. 
Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains, and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strains. Shepherds, why this jubilee? Why your joyous strains prolong? Say what may the tidings be, what inspire your heavenly song. Come to Bethlehem and see him whose birth the angels sing. Come adore on bended knee. Well, that goes on. But without a doubt, the shepherd's story is so very clear to see. The babe in a manger is easily identified in these stanzas. But then the chorus is Gloria in excelsis Deo, which in English means glory to God in the highest, a phrase that played a very important part of worship in the early church dating as far back as 130 A.D., yes, the second century. This phrase keys us in to the age of this uh, Christmas carol, Gloria in excelsis Deo, glory to God in the highest. That goes all the way back to the second century. Uh, during that period of time, on the Lord's Day, uh, the churches, they would sing this, glory in excelsis Deo, at the conclusion of specific prayers. The congregation would always sing the words, glory to God in the highest angels we have heard on high very possibly could be the earliest of the christmas carols dating all the way back to the second century we realize o come o come emmanuel goes back to at least the seventh century so you see how long ago people were praising god for his goodness his greatness from the very beginning the early church. I see my time is gone. God bless you. Keep you safe. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.